All right, let's do this thing. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the third ever episode of the Ryan's Ramble podcast. If you're unfamiliar with who I am, my name is Ryan Bennell, and I am your host throughout this series on the Frogs of War Network. Basically, Ryan's Ramble, to sum it up, is your one-stop shop for all of your college football, college basketball betting needs. Right now, of course, we're going to focus on football because week one happened last week. And finally, finally, we had some college football on TV. I'm actually recording this uh, past midnight on Thursday night because I have been staying up for the UCF Boise State game. Eventually, I had to call it quits, so I don't actually know how that's going to turn out yet at the moment. But uh, we're riding our pick from last week, minus five and a half on UCF. We'll get into that in a little bit. Um, but before we get started on anything, this is a sports betting podcast. So I do want to emphasize that this is for entertainment purposes only. Uh, Frogs of War, nor do I condone that this is not financial advice, basically. Uh, what you do in your free time is up to you. Uh, I'm not, you know, if you want to drive to Oklahoma, place a parlay, yeah, you know, go for it. But for now, you know, entertainment purposes only. I'm going to be giving you my picks, but just had to make that quick disclaimer. Um, before I really get into any picks, first I want to review last week's picks and talk about how we did uh, on the week zero games as well as some of the Thursday night games tonight or if you're listening to this when it's posted last night. Um, but yeah, before that, I want to talk about the Big 12 possibly adding some teams because that's kind of a big, uh, big, some big news in the college football world. And there's a lot of mixed opinions floating around, you know, it's really relevant to TCU. Um, and personally, I am not a fan of it whatsoever. So the Big 12 is possibly adding BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF are the four most likely teams to expand. And if they do expand, I really think that um, it's just going to be a group of six conference. It's not even going to be a power five conference anymore. I know that UCF's trending in the right direction. Same thing with Cincinnati, BYU as well. I mean, there are programs heading in the right direction, but there are also programs that haven't faced the caliber of competition that other Power 5 schools do. And I hate to be that guy, especially, you know, a TCU guy coming from the Mountain West roots and all of that. Um, but, that, I mean, that's just kind of where the college football world is at right now. And Big 12, you know, Bob Bowlesby said, the remaining eight teams are committed to furthering the Big 12, yada, yada. Like, there's a lot to say about Bob Bowlesby. But I don't think the team should be focused on uh, expanding. I think the team should be focused on blowing it up, uh, you know, every man for himself. I think TCU especially should pack 12 or bust. I, I know there's a lot of conflicting opinions, even within, you know, the Horn Frog fandom. But that's my opinion, at least. I really think it's pack 12 or bust. I hope that this Big 12 expansion doesn't happen with these teams. If it does, it won't be the end of the world. No, like it won't be as bad as us, say, going to the American Athletic Conference or, you know, dropping down a true tier instead of just adding a few teams to the Big 12. But I still just don't think this is the, the right way to go. Um, with that being said, uh, I just wanted to highlight that a little bit. There's really no other major news other than just, you know, games are starting, games are on TV. It's I don't know. I'm just so excited. There's so much. I, I have so much adrenaline running through me right now just from simply seeing college football on TV. So it's that time of year again, finally. Uh, last week, we made not too many picks because it was week zero. We only went with five picks. And actually, on Saturday, we started 3-0. and We had uh, Illinois covered minus five or plus five, actually, but they won by seven against uh, Nebraska. And also the under 54.5 hit. And then our third pick that hit that day was uh, San Jose State minus 13.5 in the first half against Southern Utah. They absolutely destroyed that game. 
And now they're facing USC this week. So I have a pick for that game. Stay tuned to hear about that one. We're going to get into it in a little bit. Uh, after those three picks, though, I don't know if I want to count my Ohio State pick. Uh, so what I said last week and in the blog, the written version of the blog um, of Ryan's Ramble, I mean, was that I am not taking the Ohio State first half line unless it is minus six and a half, which it it wasn't. Once the line was posted, it was minus seven, which I said not. I said I was going to cancel the bet if that was the case, and. Ohio State ended up not covering. They won the game by 14 tonight, but they still did not cover uh, that first half spread. The full game spread of minus 14 ended up pushing. So uh, I'm going to count that. I'm going to give myself a little pass on that because I didn't I didn't make a play myself because I saw the line change and I was like, nope, not worth it. I wanted that six and a half. Sometimes you just got a feeling on a line. That was a line. Either way, I would have lost. Uh, but sometimes there's a beauty in, in not placing the bets. But... Other than that, now UCF, like I said earlier, is a wild-ass game. I had UCF minus 5.5 was my pick. Whenever I stopped watching, it was 36-31. UCF had just failed their two-point conversion. So that's partially why I came in here because I was a little bit upset <laughs> that now UCF is not covering the spread. They are now missing out by half a point. So that would have kept me at a near-perfect record for week zero. But nonetheless, we live, we learn. Um, it, was, it was a nice little... Nice way to get my toes wet for the college football season. But with that being said, I've been thinking about how I want to go about these picks because I'm a bit of a degenerate. I, I may have way too many picks, way more picks than I should have uh, on a weekly basis. But that means I need to organize them somehow. Uh, and last year, I really just, in the written version of the blog, I kind of just went pick by pick all the way through. And it, it got a bit monotonous, I, I will be honest. So uh, I want to do something different with tiers, um, like a, a confidence tier list. So I want to go tier one through tier three. Anytime I give picks, I'm going to have it basically ranked on a confidence scale of those tiers. And I also want to give my TCU pick for each week. Um, I, I'm not always going to include TCU in my actual plays, such as this week. I am not including them in my actual plays. But since this is a, on Frogs of War, you know, it's a TCU blog. Why not talk about the TCU lines? So TCU this week against Duquince, uh, or I've been corrected and told that it's Duquince or some weird, I don't even know, pronunciation, but for now, Duquince. Uh, TCU is favored by 49 and a half points, which is, that's a lot. No matter who you're playing, that's a lot of points to cover a spread. And I, I don't have any uh, advice on that really, but if I was going to make a pick, I would actually take Duquesne's plus 49 and a half. Not because I'm, I'm knocking TCU by any means, but I mean, that's just a lot of points. And I really hope that Gary pulls the starters after they build like, you know, a 21, 30 point lead, something like that. And then we don't even need to worry about scoring. So that's my philosophy on that. But with that being said, the over under, I would actually potentially make a play, but I'm going to pass this week just because I don't want to be biased on TCU is the over of 56 and a half. I think Max Duggan's offense is going to explode in the first half. Quentin Johnson, Zach Evans, even though Zach Evans isn't playing for the two first two possessions, uh, whatever that is about. But I think Max, the, the offense is going to go off. It's Duquesne's. They're going to have a good first half. Uh, I don't want to jinx us per se, but I think the over 56.5 would be the safer play if you want to make a play at the TCU game. Um, 
but I, I'm not including it in this week's picks in my official picks. So with that, I will now let's start with tier three. Uh, I'm going to go tier by tier. Uh, tier three is my lowest level of confidence. This is probably those picks that I'm putting one unit, maybe half a unit on, depending on, you know, again, the confidence. So first up on the list is this one might not be that popular, actually, and I'm kind of nervous about it, but that's why it's on my tier three is Fresno State plus 20.5 at Oregon. So I know Oregon's a top 25 team, their stadium and odds. It's a tough place to play. It really is. But Fresno State. I'm not I'm not saying they're magic by any means, but Fresno State already has a game under their belt. They absolutely obliterated UConn 45 to 0 last week. And I know UConn is just god awful, but still, th- that game experience got the team some reps. That is very valuable. And Oregon is a, one of those teams that sometimes is unpredictable. Even though they're a top 25 team, ever since the Chip Kelly era really, they've been kind of a boomer bust team, uh, especially in terms of sports betting. So I would I would proceed with caution if you like the Ducks in this one, which is why I'm taking Fresno State plus 20 and a half. That's, again, lowest confidence, tier three. I really just am kind of hoping that one happens because I have a feeling, really. So next up on the tier three low confidence pick is, uh, I hate, I just hate talking about them in any means, but it's going to be the Texas game. Louisiana is traveling down to Austin to play Texas. And the, I'm taking the over of 58. So the spread on this one is UT minus eight, which actually dropped a lot from uh, they were favored by 16 at one point, I believe. So uh, that line has changed a lot. So I'm staying away from the spread at all costs. But the over of 58, I think there's some value in that. Um, it's not too high of an over under for UT. Um, you, you know, Louisiana has a very explosive offense uh, time to time. And UT's defense is just Swiss cheese. I mean, no matter who they play, UT's defense is going to give up points. You can say it's you know the new era with Steve Sarkeesian, all that jazz. I don't care, honestly. Their defense is still going to give up at least 40 points a game in the Big 12. And I wouldn't be surprised if they did it against Louisiana, which is why I'm taking that over. The only thing that makes me nervous is the UT new quarterback, uh, Hudson Card. I'm 90% sure. Yeah, Hudson Card. Um in that new, you know, it's of course new quarterback, new offense. It's going to be a bit of adjustment period, so we'll see how that pans out. But Louisiana doesn't have the best defense in the world. They are a top twenty-five team. People forget that. I think people overlook Louisiana all the time just because they're a group of five team. And UT has a history of uh, kind of stumbling in their week one games. You know, they lost, dropped a game to Maryland a few years back whenever they had really high hopes for the season. So this could be another one of those situations, except for it's a home game. So. It's always tough to win a Daryl K. Royal. So that's why I'm, I'm just going to stick with the over on that one and not really make a play on the spread. But I would not be surprised if Louisiana covers on that. Uh, my last pick for my tier three picks is going to be Penn State at Wisconsin, sticking with the over-unders here. And I'm going to go under 50. Wisconsin is one of the most famous ground and pound teams in the country. I know they have Graham Mertz now, who <laughs> started out really hot, but turned out to be not all that at the end of last year's weird COVID season. So with that being said, it's a hostile environment too. Uh, Penn State's traveling into Camp Randall. It's going to be bumping week one, huge game. That's a, that's another thing is I know I talk a lot of, a lot of negativity around the college football playoff with the bias in the committee and everything like that. 
But one good thing that has come out of this is that we get a lot of great week one, week two matchups because one of the main aspects these the committee looks at is strength of schedule now. It's like that is it's always been important, but now more so than ever. So these strength of schedules are going up by the year. Everybody's trying to schedule these big name teams. And so, like again, we have Georgia Clemson, Alabama, Miami this week. We'll talk about those in a little bit. I am making picks on those. Um, so th- this is another one, a great week one big game. Um, I think both teams have solid defenses and Wisconsin likes to run the ball a lot. So that's why I'm going with the under the clock's going to juice out a little bit. So under 50 at camp Randall, um, that's my last tier three pick again, only going to place about one unit, probably maybe even half a unit on those. Um, but that brings me now to the tier two picks. I'm a little bit more excited to talk about these ones. I can't wait to talk about my tier ones. Uh, those are all, I'm literally going undefeated on my tier ones every single time. You cannot tell me differently. It's going to happen. I'm going to have a perfect season uh, as every sports better should believe they will beforehand. Do I sound delusional? Yes. Does that matter? No, but that's fine. That's what we're here to do. It's sports betting. Next up tier two, my first pick. And I almost put this in tier one. I rode with them last week as they took on Nebraska. I'm going Illinois minus four and a half against UTSA. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but UTA, UTSA San Antonio is bad. They're not a good football team. Um, I, I don't know if I'm missing anything, but Illinois only being favored by four and a half at home against UTSA after beating Nebraska. I mean, I know Nebraska isn't a as glorious as they used to be but it's still nebraska is a decent team they were favored to beat illinois and illinois still won so that's got to tell you something about illinois i'm really honestly shocked that the odds makers have the lines here but then again famous last words you know that's the odds makers have got to know something i don't that's why i put this one in tier two rather than tier one but i still think the illini is the way to go minus four and a half is chef's kiss it's beautiful it's beautiful next up on my tier two is one of those big games i was talking about alabama and miami i'm i have two plays on this game i'm taking the spread and i'm taking the over under so for the spread i am doing the ballsiest thing you could possibly do in week one of college football and i am betting against nick saban and against alabama the reasoning though behind this is Alabama are 19-point favorites. And I know that sounds like a lot, and everybody said the same thing whenever they played Notre Dame in the college football playoff, but that's different, okay? Uh, This is at Miami week one, hostile environment, brand-new quarterback. There's a lot more going on, a lot more new faces. And Alabama's going to be fine. Don't get me wrong. Alabama is going to win this game. That's not a question. Um, I think that you might be back. They might be back. Um, I don't want to say they're going to return to their glory days, like the 90s and the 2000s, but or early 2000s, but the U might have a 10-win season, regardless of you know an automatic L week one because they're playing Bama. They might go on to win 10 of their next 11. I wouldn't be surprised if they finished 10-2. and two. So Derek King is a hell of a quarterback. They've built a great offense there and, and a, an awesome culture too. I mean, really, like with the turnover chain, I know it's cheesy. You can say it's cheesy all you want, but – it's so cool. Like it, it spread like a virus. Everybody has their own kind of swag chain type thing to celebrate on the sideline. And I think it's really, that's something that's really great for the players too. So 
and great for recruiting. You know, people want to be a part of stuff like that. So Miami might be one of those teams. And I think week one, they have a lot to prove. Derek King, I know has been talking a lot of shit in the media, but of course he has to say that. What's he supposed to say? Oh, we're going to get blown out. No, you can't do that. So Miami plus 19 is the way to go, I think. Uh, I, I really wouldn't be surprised, though, if this was an Alabama 18-point win, you know, uh, I, I that, with the way football scores work out and everything. 18 is just one of those numbers where it happens. But plus 19 is a big cushion, a very big cushion. A lot can go wrong and a lot can go right. So as well as plus 19, though, I'm also taking the over of 61. I talked about De'Ara King and Miami, how they've built an explosive offense. But, man, Alabama – no matter, I don't care if they lost Devonte Smith. I don't, I don't care if they don't have, um, you know, Tua. They have Bryce Young now. It's their offense is going to be fine. Their offense is going to put up numbers. They're going to be explosive. They're going to put up at least forty points a game, probably eighty points a game against you know the cupcake teams. But this is not a cupcake team. Uh, I think this could easily, easily be a forty-two to forty type or maybe not that much but like a 42 to 31 type game that's honestly a, a solid score prediction 42 to 31 or 45 to 31 in Alabama's favor that's the way I see this game going both offenses are amazing even though Bama's defense is great they've given up a lot of points in the past especially in the past two years at random so don't put it past uh Miami they can they can put do some damage in in Saban's defense so Next up on my tier two list is a Friday night game. So this podcast is going to come out Friday morning. So if you're listening, hopefully you heard this in time to catch this game. Uh, I'm going North Carolina minus five and a half at Virginia Tech. So Virginia Tech is one of the most underrated environments, I think, in college football. Um, They have a very famous hype video of week one. I think it was they were playing Clemson when number one Clemson came into town. They're like their tunnel entrance and all the fans were jumping. Smoke was going up in the air. Flags were waving. It was beautiful. It, it, it was just, uh, it was poetry to my, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Music to my eyes. I don't know. Metaphors are hard. Okay. But it, either way, it was beautiful. It was amazing to see. I love those kind of atmospheres. But with that being said, I think UNC is just too good. I know they lost Javante Williams. They lost Diame Brown. A few of their skill player offensive weapons, but they still have Sam Howell, still got Coach Mac Brown. Their offense is going to be insane once again. And Sam Howell has something to prove. I think he wants that Heisman more than people are talking about it. I think people need to talk about Howell and the Heisman race a bit more. Even though his team isn't going to go to the playoffs, they're not going to win a championship because Clemson's in the ACC. I think... Sometimes people overvalue that. You know, if it's if we're really talking about like the MVP or Heisman of college football, sometimes just the true playing and stats, you know, speak more than the team's ability. So we'll see how Sam Howell does. I'm really high on Sam Howell this year. I think he's a great quarterback. Um, but overall, just really high on UNC this year. I think they have another 10-win season. They have a bit to prove after last year's expectations. They had a couple upset losses. I'm sure they want to avenge. And, you know, come back out on top. They're not going to win the ACC. Don't get me wrong. Okay, Clemson's winning the ACC. But UNC is a good team. And I think minus five and a half at Virginia Tech is not too much to ask for. A six-point win would be perfect for that. Uh, and that that's going to round up. Oh, no, it's not going to round up my tier two picks. I almost forgot. One of the biggest games. 
Georgia at Clemson. So I have two picks on this one. One of them is actually in tier one. So first, I'm going to talk about my tier two pick. Again, this is my medium level confidence tier. Is Georgia at Clemson. I'm taking the over of 50. Clemson, (laughs) I don't even know what I need to say about their offense. I mean, it speaks for itself. With Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, even with them gone, DJ, I know I'm butchering his name every time, but DJ Ugalele, however you say it, I'll learn it sooner or later. But he is going to be an explosive quarterback. I picked him for the Heisman in my first episode. Uh, I really have high hopes for him. I think Clemson, again, they're a powerhouse. They're a blue chip. They're a perennial. They're, they're everything in college football right now. So expect them to be on top again. And it starts by just putting on a show against the highly rated Georgia defense. They do have a great defense. Georgia really has a good defense. They have a good overall team this year. A lot of people are really high on Georgia. People have even picked them to win the SEC, which is just blasphemous, okay? But overall, they're going to put up some points too. Clemson has a good defense, but Georgia's going to put up some points too. And I think 50 is actually a very low total for this game. So I'm taking over 50 on that one for my Tier 2 pick. And that brings me now to my first Tier 1 pick, my absolute favorite most confident plays of week one in college football. I am so excited because all of these are going to hit. Okay. I'm going to look real stupid next week if I go like 0 and 4 on these. But for now, I'm, I'm just swimming in a pool of, uh, of hope. So, first up is Clemson minus three against Georgia. You know, this is a home game for Clemson in Death Valley. Not a great environment to play week one if you're Georgia. Uh, there, there's going to be some hiccups in the first quarter for any team. Uh, that's just kind of routine. And I think this is just a bad situation. I, I think Clemson should be favored by five and a half, six points. So three points is a gift. I think this is a gift from the sports betting gods. There's absolutely no reason that Georgia should you know, be this. I don't know. They're not favored, but there's no way they should be given this much respect this early on against Clemson at Clemson. Okay. And with that being said, I, I think JT Daniels is a bit overrated. Um, and I don't think they're going to be able to compete. I, I just really don't. They're going to put up a few points, like I said, on the over. It's just score prediction? No idea. I honestly see Clemson, though, winning this game by at least two possessions. So I'd probably say probably around like a 41 to 28 type game. Something like that. 41-28. That sounds about right. Oof. Excuse me, I got the hiccups now. Mm. Getting, I'm just getting too excited for football, you know. It's my body telling me it needs it needs more football. <sighs> All right, next up, though, that's my first tier one pick, Clemson minus three. It's free money, in my opinion. There's no reason it should be set that low. Um, next up, though, hate, hate, hate making this pick because I hate Baylor, and I'm sure everybody listening hates Baylor, but... They have a very, very favorable matchup. They're traveling down to San Marcos, playing Texas State, who is probably the worst football program in Texas, um, or one of at least. Uh, They've just historically never been able to do anything the past few years. I think whenever I was picking in the first episode, I picked my season over under win totals, and Texas State was actually one of my favorite picks. I put like three units on Texas State to have under four and a half wins this season, And it starts in week one with Baylor. There's absolutely no shot Texas State comes out of this game. 
I know Baylor's on the lower side of the Power 5 teams right now, but they're still much, much better than Texas State and definitely 14 points better than Texas State. I'm considering making a double play on the first half spread and the full game spread because I think Baylor's probably going to win this game by 28, 30 points, realistically. Um, again, famous last words. That's It's what always happens with sports betting, but I'm here to make predictions, so we're just going to have fun with it, and I'll laugh at myself if I lose. But Baylor minus 14, that's another tier one pick. Book it right there. Texas State is just not it. Next up is another Big 12 team. I'm going to go with a lot of favorites on the tier one picks, but that's okay. I'm going with West Virginia minus two and a half on the road at Maryland. So people have high hopes for Maryland for some odd reason. I know they have Tagovailoa's brother now who had a decent year last year. They had a couple of moments, but also they got blown out a couple times. So I don't really know what to think of Maryland, but West Virginia, I do know what to think of. They are a very balanced team, offensively and defensively. They're very sound. Letty Brown, I think, is one of the most underrated running backs in the entire country, let alone the Big 12. Uh, and Jared Doge, it, he's nothing fantastic, but he's a great game manager. They they have a solid team. And I think that minus two and a half against an unproven Maryland team that's kind of just, you know, there's a lot of question marks around them, but it's really just skepticism. It's just hope people are kind of putting these expectations expectations on them without any productivity so far so i'm curious to see how uh tag of oil his brother pans out I, I i didn't really think he was gonna go to maryland i thought that was an interesting choice too but it is what it is and first game of the week is west virginia that's a tough one that's really tough so i'm taking west virginia minus two and a half as my next tier one pick and that brings me to my last tier one pick of the week. I'm going with, we took them last week. I, sometimes I just have these teams, you know. There are these teams that you really want to ride with or you really just like the odds that the odds makers are putting them at. And for me, San Jose State is one of those teams. They went from being a nobody, no nothing in a nobody conference to, I mean, they're still kind of, they're in the Mountain West, so it's still not the biggest conference. But they went from not making a bowl game two years ago to last year, undefeated, 7-0. I know it was a COVID year, but they still won the Mountain West Conference over Boise State, which is a solid team. So San Jose State is a program on the rise. They killed it last week. Couldn't have asked for anything better against Southern Utah in their first game. Southern Utah is nothing to be afraid of, but they still handled their business, got it done on their home field. Um and I'm taking their spread this week is plus 14 and a half at USC. Uh, this spread has actually dropped a bit. It originally was at plus 17 and a half, which boy, that would have been a dream. I wish I could have got that line, but it has actually dropped in favor of San Jose State, which is partially a sign that Sharps and or the public are favoring San Jose State. And the odds makers are moving it to adjust it and try and shift the balance back to a 50-50 slate so they make money no matter what. But they're going to be fine regardless because Vegas always wins. So yeah, San Jose State plus 14 and a half. I think I cannot wait to see USC get exposed. I think that USC are one of the biggest phonies year in and year out. The media just absolutely loves them for no reason. They ride USC like nobody else's business. I, I just, 
It's Notre Dame is the same way. You could say the same thing about UT even, Texas. I mean, the media just absolutely loves them, just completely glorifies the history of the program. Um, I know USC was a good team back in their heyday, but hey, this isn't 2005 anymore with Reggie Bush. I believe it was 2005. I was five years old, so don't don't quote me on that. But it's not their heyday anymore, okay? USC is always overrated at the beginning of the season, and I think this is where they're going to get exposed. This is going to show the media, hey, they're overrated. Keaton Slovis, who? Never heard of him, okay? Uh, not worried about anything on this one, really. San Jose State plus 14.5 is the way to go. I think they have something to prove. They want to prove to the people that they are the group of five team to mess with this season. I really think so. San Jose State, mark my words, San Jose State will be, I don't want to, I can't say the number one, actually. Okay, I'm going, I'm backtracking a little bit. Okay, bear with me. San Jose State will be a top three power five team at the end of the season. There we go. Because now that I think about it, you know, Cincinnati might end up going undefeated. So that that would be tough to beat. Uh, so regardless, San Jose State, though, great, great program. They're trending in the right direction. Take them in, in this game against USC. I think it's a gift of a spread. 14 and a half. All right. Well, that is all of my picks for week one in college football. Uh, I hope this tier system works out going from tier three up to tier one. I hope that also kind of, you know, if you really only want to follow my most confident picks, which usually I know it's not a science, but usually my most confident picks do turn out to be the best picks based on last year's results. Um, I believe I finished with a 54% win percentage, which is money in your pocket. I mean, hey, uh, again, though, not a financial advisor. This is entertainment purposes only. Um, but yeah, check out, make sure you guys check out the written version of this blog too. Uh, I appreciate everybody that listens to the podcast version. It means a lot to me. I really, I'm really appreciative of the opportunity to host this on the Frogs of War Network. It is just so much fun being able to talk about my picks, you know, cause I don't, I don't really get to talk about picks a lot of sports betting. So I get to just ramble to my camera, hence the name Ryan's ramble and just have a blast. So I appreciate everybody that listens, and uh, I will have the written version of Ryan's Ramble up, too. That way you can kind of track the picks easier rather than listening to the whole thing. All of my picks will be listed out there from Tier 1, Tier 2, and Tier 3. And, yeah, I'm going to be tracking my record all season. So really, really looking forward to kick off this Saturday, as I'm sure all of you are, too. So let's have a hell of a season. Let's win some games. Let's make some money, um, entertainment money, uh, quote-unquote. But <laughs> I'll see you guys next week on Friday when the episode is put out on Frogs of War. Thank you all to listening, and I hope you all enjoy week one of college football. And I'll see you at AMG Carter Stadium uh, to when TCU plays Duquesne. So, yeah, really appreciate you guys listening.